Welcome into the Full Course Football Podcast. My name is Zach, and I am joined by all the boys today for the first time in forever. We've got Sam, Keegan, and Jack. Boys, how are we doing? Excellent. Good. A full pair. <laughs> pair boy. <laughs> pair boy. He's a pair boy. He's a Shut pair up. boy. Okay, very nutritious pregame snack. Just had to get hyped for uh, to recap week thirteen. Keegan, I bet you're feeling pretty good right now. I would say I'm feeling marginally good. Uh, I don't want to get the hopes too high, but I'm I'm pretty excited. We'll see what happens. I mean, what more do you want? I guess is more what I could say. Uh, I would like a playoff berth, which is not guaranteed right now. So, I mean, beating two top teams in the NFL back-to-back weeks, I feel pretty good. But also, three weeks ago, I was saying, I don't even know if Jordan Love is our quarterback of the future. So, I'm not sure what to, what to feel right now. I'm pretty pumped, but also trying to temper expectations. Super fair. That, that's very fair. Sam, Jack, doing well. Colts got to win. Mm-hmm. And Bears yeah, lose. I, I feel like for Keegan, I, I, I could see a world in where the Packers have to play uh, the Cowboys in the uh, playoffs. Oh. How do you feel if, the about Cow- if the Cowboys can win the division, they might, they might draw the Packers. I mean, like, if you guys think that my allegiance would change at all for the Packers, <laughs> this is not happening. Uh, it, would, it wouldn't change would be, to the Packers, right? Is that what you just said? Right, 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 right. Yeah, that would be my Super Bowl pick if that matchup happens. Um, Dakers that would be insane. I honestly haven't thought about that till this moment. I would be low-key terrified to play the Cowboys defense, but... We'll get there when we get there. How about that? You're sure. a Green Bay Jackers fan, Keegan. Terrible. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> wow. Well, there are not that many games this week. We had a decent amount of buys. So um, there were only 12 games, right? Oh, Thursday night. So there's 13 games. Um but for the first time, I don't want to say all season if it's not true. It's the first time all season where I – no, it's not. Never – wait, yes. First time all season where I've been the solo leader in picks in a week. Wow. So d- don't look now. I went 9-3. and three. Sam went 8-4. and four. Keegan and Jack, 7-5. and five. Now we've got Keegan – have still healthily in the lead with 114. I have 103. Sam has 109. Jack has 108. So let's recap this, boys. So I have the number one pick. Sorry. My bad. This is a first. Hmm. What game do you guys think I should talk about? I feel like no, never mind. Chargers. We're gonna go we're gonna head to the rainy Philadelphia stadium, uh where Our boy Dom got kicked out, and Brock Purdy said, I'm home. The Niners win (laughs) 42-19. They get a huge win over the Eagles, uh, improving to 9-3 and and only being a game back 
of the Eagles and holding a tiebreaker now. Brock Purdy is now the MVP favorite, according to sports books. And um, we have yet another reason to believe that when they are healthy, they're the best team in the NFL, specifically when Debo played. Debo was a man among boys, basically. He had he only had four catches, but went for 116 and two. Um, Christian McCaffrey had a had a good day, um, and it just felt like every time the Eagles were able to bring pressure on Brock Purdy, that's when he would make his plays. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it literally looked like every single time that they were had a guy close and had pressure, he found the guy. So. I don't know how to feel about the Eagles necessarily. I, it's confirms that the 49ers are sick, that they're probably the best team in football when fully healthy. How do you guys feel about the Eagles after this game? Rough. I mean, this is like, this is kind of the Eagles. I feel like the NFC rival that has kind of been the, the theme of the NFC this season. Obviously the Cowboys are up there too, but San Francisco and Philadelphia have kind of been the the two alpha dogs in the NFC. And it it looks like the 49ers uh, are are the Eagles' dad at this point. But but we'll see. This is also boiling up to a recipe of, like, if they both get to the NFC championship, the Eagles have a chip on their shoulder – it's a revenge game. But if the 49ers beat them again in the playoffs, then then Eagles are – well, they will be dead at that point. <laughs> Literally. I don't – I – before going into the week, I said no matter what happens, if the 49ers win – we're just going to hear, keep hearing about how, oh, they would have won the playoffs if they had their quarterback. Oh, they would have won whatever. You know, they made a pretty good case for that argument. I'm not going to lie. I still will stand on the Eagles would have won that playoff game because it wasn't close from the start. But it's definitely an interesting uh, dynamic going forward. It was a very heated game. There's a lot. It seemed like there's arguments and pushing after almost every play. Um, especially after that sideline incident with the uh, security guard for the Eagles, Dom DeSandro. He got thrown out and also got Dre Greenlaw thrown out because he was, like, pointing a finger at Dre on the sideline, and then they tossed him both, and it was electric, and Philly went crazy, but then they actually sucked after that. So I had never heard of Dom before, but I guess he's a local legend, and – I think he will continue to be going forward. Apparently, he's a big reason that Shaq Leonard just signed with them. He was the one who picked him up from the airport, airport gave him the tour and everything. So, Dom's a legend, but the Eagles might be dead. I don't think the Eagles are dead. They, <laughs> if you, if they're still the one seed if the season ended today. Yep. Um, they have to play the Cowboys next week, so that could be go away. But they played. Like, I forget the exact number, but they haven't the last three weeks, I guess, including this week. So two weeks ago, they played the Chiefs when the Chiefs came off of bye. Then they played the 49ers when the 49ers came off of a mini bye. And now they play the Cowboys who are coming off of a mini bye, too, with the the two Thursday night games. 
And then against the Chiefs and the game before that, they played an insane amount of snaps on defense, and it just looked like they were tired. Like, honestly, if I'm the Eagles, I'm okay losing that game because you have to beat the 49ers more than likely. You have to beat them once this year. Would you rather be in the regular season or the playoffs? So they're just putting all their eggs in one basket to go for the – NFC championship or maybe sooner if the Cowboys end up taking a division, you could see that matchup sooner than the NFC championship in the playoffs. But I wouldn't be too concerned if I'm an Eagles fan. The only thing I'd be remotely concerned about if, is if Jalen Hurts actually has a concussion because that would be a problem. That would be a huge problem. I haven't seen any updates on that. I don't think it was serious if we haven't heard anything else related to it. Um. But yeah, I think you're right. The Eagles, the, I I really just, I would be surprised if we didn't see this game again later this this year. Ultimately is where I'm kind of at. Um, but Cowboys are coming. Cowboys are coming, so they got to hold off. Um, do you guys think Brock Purdy's the MVP? I got a head no. shake from Jack, a head shake from, okay, I everybody. Don't. Who do you think is the MVP then? All jokes aside, right now I think it's Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keegan would agree. Sam? I was going to say Tyreek. <laughs> I I like that one. It, of a position player, it's definitely Tyreek, but um, unfortunately, the way that this – works is it's whoever is the quarterback of the team that is playing the best is kind of what it comes down to on <laughs> which is stupid in my mind I think no dis like again Brock Purdy is a great quarterback he played great there are a few other quarterbacks in the league who can do exactly what he did to the Eagles with those weapons people can't do what Tyreek Hill does I think Dak is bigger for the Cowboys than Purdy is for the Niners. Again, not taking away. Purdy's been great, and they can't do this, what they're doing without him. But a few others could. Let's see. who. I think Brock Brock is currently the favorite. Is And then Prescott's behind, very close behind. Hurts just behind him. And then distantly, Mahomes, Lamar, Tua. And then Tyreek's pretty far back. So, Yeah. You would think if the if Tyreek was hurt, the Dolphins would be dead. To be honest, which would make me think he's more valuable. But well, do we want to? Speaking of the Cowboys, do we want to talk about Thursday night? Yes. Who wants it? Keegan, I think you got to take it. You're our Cowboys truther. <laughs> less and like less, I like that nickname but I'll, I'll take it uh on this one um the green bay dackers oh. <laughs> honestly i'll take that um yeah this game was this game was an interesting one um you know i think that yeah the cowboys i think continue to click more and more i don't know you've seen some holes in the defense to a degree um, but the play calling and they're just coming together at the right time. So it feels like there's been a couple stretches where the defense is really carried and there's been stretches where the offense is filled in, but it felt like 
Thursday was one of those games where a lot of it is starting to click, and especially in the last couple of weeks, that's been, I think, an encouraging sign. It's interesting, too, like with the their end-of-season schedule here, and this goes back to Philadelphia just a little bit. Like Philadelphia has been on the brink of collapse for a little while between the Commanders literally losing barely to the Cowboys um, or winning barely to the Cowboys. And so I think it'll be a really interesting rematch heading into next week. Um, but honestly, yeah, I, I didn't get a huge sense of – I, I don't know. I still, I there's still part of me that feels like, is this just the same Cowboys that we've seen where they're awesome in the season, and then when it comes to the playoffs, like as much as I believe in them and as much as I like, am excited to see where they go. I there's part of me that's just like, I don't know that they will have it going into the playoffs. And for whatever reason, when I watched this game in particular, I was kind of sensing some of that. Like there was just some miscues on offense. There was some. They got torched on defense a couple of times, and that game was just closer than it needed to be in a lot of ways. And so even like Branch after – is it Branch? Why can't I think of his name? Uh, that's not right. Who's the safety that has like the five touchdowns this year? Why can't Bland. I think of his name? Bland, yeah. yeah. Bland, yeah. Like DK just eating him up, and <laughs> like that was insane. It was literally his fault on all of those plays. That seventy-three yard pass, um, and that touchdown, like it was all him, and he got beat on that slant route. And so there's just things where like there's cracks in the defense, even though these guys are studs. One week, next week, there are some pieces of it that you feel like that shouldn't be happening. Or I felt like that same way with the Eagles defense to a degree of like these stud teams have good defenses like on some level, but sometimes it just doesn't always come together in the fullest. So I don't know. I didn't get a chance to watch the entire game. So I'm curious to hear what you guys thought, but there were just some pieces of that where my optimism was like, I I don't know, like this team shows up and scores a ton of points one week and the next week it's like, why is this game as competitive as it is? You know? So keeping it tight with a wild card contender in the Seahawks was, was interesting. I, I feel like kind of echoing what you were saying with the same old Cowboys thing. I feel like the Cowboys are the Bills of the NFC. I, this is their playoff window or their Super Bowl window, and they're going to they're gonna go all the way, and then, like, something happens and in the postseason, and they just choke. And even though they're playing exceedingly well, uh, in the in the regular season, but also Dallas has maybe the hardest remaining schedule. I mean, they've got a gauntlet to go through: Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, and then Lions. Jeez. Then they get an off ramp with the Commanders, which is nice. But I I think we're gonna have to start seeing a lot from the Cowboys here. Obviously, they beat the Seahawks, who are a good team. It was close. It was a shootout, though. It wasn't like it was 10 to 13. Mm -hmm. Like, both teams were playing very well on offense. But before that, I mean, they beat the Commanders, Panthers, Giants. They beat the Rams, Chargers, Patriots. They lose the Cardinals. Like, there's not, like, a great team that they've beat besides the Seahawks, I guess. Um 
So we're, we're going to see what happens here in the next four weeks. Yep. My takeaways were the same as Keegan's. Their offense looked as good as any offense in the NFL with the way that Dak's playing right now. Um, but their defense, you know, is expected to be the best or one of the best defenses in the league. And they gave up 35 to the Seahawks. And Geno had by far his best game of the year. Um, he was rolling. He looked about as good as we've ever seen him last or on Thursday night. And it was really fun to watch. Um, DK had his breakout game of the season. Um, they got two rookies involved, Charbonnet and Jackson Smith and Jigbo were both very involved, um, which I think is big for them. Um, but Charbonnet did get hurt. Kenneth Walker was out for the game. So it's going to be interesting what's going to happen going forward because they might have DJ Dallas starting for them and the Seahawks are fighting. Um, they currently are not in the playoffs. So they're not even the next one out there behind the Rams currently at, in ninth. So Packers move into the playoffs currently as it stands. So um, it's going to be fun. And But, yeah, what, what we've been saying all season for Dallas is we need to see them against good teams, and we're going to get a great chance over the next four weeks to see that. So um, they look like they can absolutely win a Super Bowl especially when both sides of the ball are clicking. We have great tests. I don't think they need to – they definitely don't need to go undefeated here or anything like that the next four games. Um, that is setting the bar too high against who they're playing. If they can win two of the three games – their next three games, I think that would be huge. Three of the next four. Even two and two is fine because that means you beat two really good teams. Um, they're going to hold the fifth spot, the top wild card, and then go to the – NFC uh, South team, so or they're going to win the division. Either way, I think they're happy with where they're going to be in the playoffs. So these next few weeks are just going to be ramping up and getting prepped for the playoffs. So we will see. They're all bad defenses that they play, passing defenses at least. So Dak has a chance to put up numbers and become the favorite for the MVP. So Zach, can I say one thing real quick about – just before we move on, I was thinking too, like not from a play perspective, but from a coaching perspective, there's been some things with Mike McCarthy that obviously as a Packers fan has always concerned me, but I think you saw it a little bit in the game on Thursday with, what was it like? There's that third and three with like a minute 50 left on the clock. And he decided instead of running the ball and taking off like an additional 40 seconds off the clock, because the Seahawks were out of timeouts, he did a 50, 50, shot to the end zone which in theory yes to like end the game but by no means was that the play that you needed there like you can turn the ball over and then the ball fell incomplete giving the Seahawks two full minutes to come back and was bailed out by the defense getting off the field on fourth down like and the Seahawks were marching there at the end so there's just like pieces of that that show me like okay playoff type games that are going to come down to the wire and that they're not just going to blow out opponents 42 to 10 or whatever like I don't know, like, Mike McCarthy's decision-making, if he can't be bailed out by his defense, if that's just going to come back to what's going to ultimately, like, end their season is bad coaching or poor clock management as opposed to, like, poor play in general. So, or if all three of those things come back, like, offensive, defensive, and poor coaching, like, obviously that's recipe for disaster, and I feel like Mike McCarthy's chief on that. So, I don't know. I just wanted to make a quick comment on that because I don't think we've talked enough about Mike McCarthy, like he's kind of been bailed out by good play on both sides, but there's been elements of the last couple of weeks that are definitely his fault for 
the situations they've been in, you know? So anyway, I wanted to add that. It's always been a question of about him is he's never been a great clock manager or game manager in general as a coach. So he, I'm sure he'll be put in positions for some practice here the next few weeks. <laughs> let's, let's just say that. So, um, all right. Now who's next? Sam, what game do you want to talk about next? Um, what a good question. Can I talk about Monday night? Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about Monday night. <laughs> sadly, sadly, my Jaguars lost. This was this was kind of a heart wrenching game on a on mm-hmm. a lot of sides. We had we had Jake Browning in the pocket who looked good. He only threw one touchdown, but like threw no interceptions. Went thirty two for thirty seven for over three hundred and fifty yards. <laughs> like, if you did that. Every game of an NFL season, I think you'd have to be the NFL MVP. That's a, that's a pretty crazy stat. I mean, it's against the Jaguars who aren't in elite defense, but and I guess you have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, um, and Joe Mixon who was catching the ball as well. Um, but Cincinnati pulled it out. I actually did not watch the end of the game. I got. I got really sad when T Law went down. He went down. Mm. He went. He went down bad. Yeah. Not down bad. Like he went down bad. And he's also down bad. He's also down bad. He was clearly upset. Also, he kind of knew something was super messed up. Um, I think if T Law had been in, they would have won that game. CJ uh, couldn't isn't as clutch as T Law. I feel very confident saying that. Um, but Evan Ingram had his breakout game, which was great. I went into that game needing one point from Evan Ingram to win a matchup, and he delivered that and much more. Got it. So, yeah, I, I, this is, a, it was a really weird win because I feel like Bengals fans were assuming they were like not going to make the playoffs, and Jaguars fans were maybe assuming that this was going to be an easier win, obviously, than anticipated with no Joe Burrow. And then we we were all shocked. So, From my understanding, the Jags would have had the number one seed if they had won that game last night. Yep, they'd be nine and three. Um, yeah, and they were ahead of the Dolphins and Ravens, I think, in tiebreakers. Yeah. Wow. They would have been. They would have been the number one seed. But That's here we are. Crazy. Um. It was a sad. It was sad because it. It's, have you guys or can you guys remember a season in which there's been more quarterback injuries than this one? No, I. I, I mean, it's. It's a lot. It's yeah, like ten plus. Well, there. I'm. Just, I was just looking ahead at next week's schedule, and we'll talk all about this on our next podcast. But there's going to be a, a multiple matchups where there's back two backups facing each other. Um. Which is just kind of sad for the NFL product, especially at the the caliber of the quarterbacks that have gotten hurt. Um, so it's it's been rough. But do you guys think the Bengals actually have a chance at the playoffs? I think we had all we had pretty much written them off, which understandably so. Um, but they're they're in the race. If Browning can do it, he can do. I mean, they still would have to pass up four teams currently to get in. 
Uh, they have the same record as the Bills and Broncos in our game back of the Browns, Texans, Colts, Steelers. So they could make a jump here, but I don't know. What Do you guys think they have any chance? I think from my computer model, I would put it at a 7% chance. Okay. Maybe 10, 10%. Let me refresh okay. the page. Oh, no, 7% is what <laughs> is what I think the computer would say. Is that uh, higher than it was before last night? Um, yeah, no, it was at 7% last night. Oh, so the wind just did nothing. It kept them alive. It kept okay. them at 7%. I see. Kept them above zero. Gotcha. No, I mean, I guess they were probably at like three, and now they're probably at seven. So, but it looks like if they lose again, they're down to two. And if they mm-hmm. lose twice, they're out. So, okay. Sure. So, I don't know. I mean, they're still last place in their division, and they're still. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's still teams. There's what, at least four teams that are seven and five, and then the Bills and Broncos are six and six. So, that's, I mean, that's. Six teams, seven teams for three spots. So it'll be tight. I I just don't think Jake Browning's going to do that every week. (laughs) But then again, I didn't think he would be able to do it one week. So I could Mm. do that. Um, Keegan, if Trevor Lawrence is out for, say, four weeks, say three weeks, because he's not on IR yet, do you think – the Jags will hang on to the division. They're currently eight and four, only a game up on the Texans. They both have beaten each other. Do you you think they can hold on without T-Law for at least three games? The disrespect. They're also only a game up on the Colts. (laughs) True. I don't think they can. I mean – I think T-Law is a vital part of that team. Also, just, like, the fact that, like, they can plug and play. They have a lot of other good weapons. But, like, T-Law has been scoring a lot of touchdowns for them. I think he has, like, four rushing touchdowns in the last, like, three weeks. CJ, he's not going to be doing that. Maybe. Allegedly. But I think T-Law also brings some some of that dog in him energy. To the team, and I don't think they're going to hold on to it for three weeks. Keegan, I echo it, Sam. I don't know what what do they have next? What is it? Browns, Browns, Ravens, Bucks, Browns, Ravens, Bucks, Panthers, Titans. Okay, so. If T-Law is out for three weeks, I think there is a world where they could go two and one at best, in my opinion, with the loss being to the Ravens. Most likely That's one fair. and two. In which case, they would be dropped from, what, the four seed right now to, depending on how those other teams do. Yes, yeah, I think it would be dependent on, yeah. So yeah, they'll still make the playoffs. Obviously, in my opinion, I in terms of winning the conference, I feel like that is much more in jeopardy, um, especially with the Colts surging, and I think also with the Texans right there behind them. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see. 
I think also beyond just Trevor Lawrence going down, right? Like Christian Kirk, we don't know the extent of his injury yet. So um, obviously you still have weapons there, but True. it's just going to look a whole lot different in what you're able to do, like Sam was saying, without Trevor Lawrence. So worst case scenario, you're like one of the lower seeds in the AFC with three straight losses without Trevor Lawrence. Um, and who knows, maybe then that's a favorable underdog going into the playoffs. So I don't know. I guess I'm just verbally processing here. I, In short, I don't think yeah. they'll be able to maintain control of the division with T-Law out for three weeks. I would agree. It's going to be fun. My apologies for the Colts disrespect. That I, I can't believe I live in this city and didn't even mention them. And they're ahead of yeah. the Titans. As a Pacers fan, too, even, you forgot about Indianapolis City. <laughs> As I wave my Pacers towel. Okay. Well, Keegan, it's your time again. You you had a really good week um, in primetime games as a fan of both uh, the Packers and even more so the Cowboys. So um, would you like to take it away here with the old Packer-Chiefs game? I'd be honored to. Um, this was a game that I was like – I think I texted somebody after I remember who I was like, that was probably a top three game that I have watched as a Packers fan, just because of like how, I don't know how little hope I had going into it and how much I was thinking like, okay, I don't know this with the lions win. I'm like, was that a fluke or is this team actually clicking? And then seeing that team click and then basically ending off Patrick Mahomes in a last second drive. Like all of those things were just like so exciting about it. And then to see how excited the young team was, which like I saw some stat, like 60, 60 or 70% of the Packers team has never even experienced a primetime NFL game because of how young, you know, obviously the Packers have the youngest team in the NFL and that was their first primetime game this year. So there's, it was just something like it was fun to see how giddy the team got when they clicked and beat a good team. Like, again, they did it with the Lions, but I was just impressed, like, wall-to-wall. Again, like, I – this Packers defense has been different secondary every single week, depending on who's injured and who's not. Like, Jair Alexander hasn't been out there for the majority of the season, and they shut down Travis Kelsey and took away a lot of the deep shots. And, again, there was some big plays, but by and large, they got pressure on Patrick Mahomes – And that's kind of like what I've been waiting to see is like, does the Packers defense have what it takes to keep up with some of these bigger teams? And so shutting down the Lions and shutting down the Chiefs gives me that answer, yes. And then also seeing Jordan Love just cook um, and connect with Christian Watson was really fun. Although I feel like Christian Watson is probably not playing football for at least a couple of weeks because it takes him six weeks to get healthy and then he can play for a week, but then he has to go back to sleep for a little bit. So love the guy, glad he showed up, but it was that was tough to watch. So I don't know. Also, all of that happened without Aaron Jones, and so you have this team that's like really starting to click at a really interesting time, and is now potentially like playoff relevant as well, like very much in the hunt and right on that cusp. And well, I guess we said it right, like they're in over the Seahawks right now um, if the season were to end. So definitely a crazy place. If you would have told me that that was going to be the case, like after week five, I would have been like, there's absolutely no way. Um, 
so I don't know. I was really excited to see a lot of those pieces. Um, and yeah, it, it makes me wonder, like their rest of season, like is not crazy difficult. We've talked about multiple times, like the NFC North schedule is not all that challenging. And so, you know, they played the Vikings, they'll play the bears and the bears might be like the best team that they have left, which will be week 18. Um, and she, um, anyway, what did you guys think as non Packers fans? Like where do you guys slate the, the Packers heading into the last couple of weeks of the season? This is this is a really weird emotion that I'm feeling. I've never once rooted for the Packers. I, I really think Aaron Rodgers was a big part of that in my childhood. I don't have really anything against Aaron Rodgers as, as, a, as a person that much, except that he's a freaking weirdo. Um, but it's just Aaron Rodgers when he's playing against the Bears specifically. He's just kind of a bully <laughs> against us. But – Without Aaron Rodgers, it's it, it was it, it's a little harder for me to hate the Packers because they are just a a frisky team, and also I am so sick of the Kansas City Chiefs and the fact that Patrick Mahomes is a, like almost top of the board for the MVP race, and how everybody's talking about how the Chiefs might still be the best team in football when time and time again in the last eight weeks they've showed us that they're not. It was kind of refreshing to see them get beat by a middle-of-the-pack team like the Packers. Um, I really wish it had been any of those other teams except for the Packers, but <laughs> it is what it is. I think the Packers have a fun like receiving quarter watch. Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, when he plays three times a year, Romeo Dobbs. Also, Keegan, to your earlier point, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones are kind of like your – your special move in a video game that you have to charge up and use, but then you have to wait <laughs> to use it again. <laughs> so you have to pick when you're going to play those guys because they only play 90 minutes and then and they go on, on IR for another four weeks. <laughs> so at this rate, like they should be both charged up by playoff time. By so playoffs. Right on pace. Yeah. Yep. Keegan, I just found a text from exactly three weeks before, uh, three weeks ago Sunday. Uh, your text was confirmed. J Lo is not him. <laughs> three we- three weeks ago, and since then he has played insanely well. He's a chip on he the took shoulder. that personally. He, he took that text personally. It took me a while to find that, um, but I remembered you saying that. But he he is a. Uh, he he genuinely took that personally, and then Thanksgiving happened, and now he has beaten the a, a good Chiefs defense, and he carved him up. So, are you guys worried about the Chiefs? Is where obviously the we're is general um, as just an NFL watcher. You were you were bullish. I would say most people would be bullish on the Packers based on how they played. As a Bears fan, you know whatever. Happy for you, Keegan. But are we worried about the Chiefs? Because this is now kind of becoming a trend where they haven't really blown anyone out since they destroyed the Bears in, like, week three. They beat the Dolphins, and then, you know, they lost to the Eagles, and 
They lost to the Broncos, and they've had close games most weeks, and it seems like they might be playing down to their competition. They're not getting any help from anyone um, on the offensive weapon side. Teams are slowing down Kelsey and then forcing anyone else to beat them, and no one else can beat them because they're not a good receiving core. So are we worried about the Chiefs, and do you guys think they can – still win a Super Bowl? I think it's a fair question to ask. Obviously, they have Mahomes, but... Yeah, I, I, I think they can win a Super Bowl, but I don't think it's likely. What are you saying, Jack? I was just going to say that they their defense is better than it's ever been in this little dynasty era, so that's what makes me think they could still win a Super Bowl, mixed with the fact that they have Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Travis Kelsey's gotten vaccinated too many times or gone to too many Taylor Swift concert because he sucks now. He's so bad. Like for the first time in my life, I have him in fantasy football and I'm like, this guy sucks. He's never good. Every week I'm like, he's going to score. This is the week he scores 35 points. And every week he's like, Oh, I'm just going to get vaccinated again. And then suck. so that's so true. I get him off my TV. I never want to see Travis Kelsey in another commercial. <laughs> Taylor Swift is a cult leader and needs to stay in Argentina. Keep her down there. I, I will say, I'm I'm thinking it through, and Jack, you've probably thought this out more than I have, but if the Colts make the playoffs with the last wild card, it's very likely that they would draw the Chiefs, right? I have no idea. I haven't thought that far ahead. Because the Chiefs probably won't clinch a bye – and so they'll draw one of the probably the lowest wild card, which would be the Colts. The Ravens are ahead of them, right? The way it currently stands, the Chiefs and Colts would play as the three and six seeds. Yeah, my, if, if it was right all now, of my, all of my headspace right now is occupied by Alabama. So we'll worry about the Colts in the playoffs <laughs> after that. That's a really good point. I'm so glad I just have to worry about Mizzou. Yeah, but you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> True. True. Yeah, entering the portal before the bold game is a wild move by all these. They have to. Oh, you have to. The like portals open in like the month of December. It's like this. It's a crazy, crazy setup that like one of the times you can enter the portal is during this window. Why? You really think the NCAA has done anything? That makes logical sense. Oh, that's yeah, true. The committee decided on it. And <laughs> I forgot about that. That's a really good point that you made. But just to touch on that for one second, it's crazy. This is total projection, but like Ohio State message boards bullied Kyle McCord to transfer. Absolutely. Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Weird so toxic towards him to be fair (laughs) he did almost single-handedly lose us that michigan game that's an overstatement but (laughs) if he didn't throw two interceptions ohio state could have won yeah i mean if those passes had gone to marvin harrison jr as they both were intended to we'd have a much better shot at winning that game true if michigan didn't have a defense ohio state probably would have won that probably mm. also Ohio State has had Justin Fields and then CJ Stroud and then we had to adjust to a, a four star recruit. Uh, which was really hard. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the, the 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 crazy element of all of that too is Ryan Day picked Kyle McCord over JJ McCarthy, and JJ McCarthy wanted to go to Ohio State. So that's. <laughs> At least we get to play Mizzou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eh, at least you don't have to lose to Alabama. Jack, I thought you were 5 out of 10 confidence. That sounds like 1 out of 10. No. It's just, it's Alabama, you know. To be no, the best, I, I you have to know. beat the best. Um, Jack, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you want to draw FSU? <laughs> 10. Oh, 10. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I have no shame in saying that. Like, But then at the same time, Michigan lost to TCU last year, and they should have beat them. So it's like That's Michigan true. can't win. They haven't won a bowl game in, since Jim Harbaugh's been there, I think. So I, is that true? Maybe his first year. is probably more important. Than well, we didn't do that until three years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> this is all kind of new. <laughs> Speaking of Ohio State, how about we head down to Houston? Love it. Where the Houston Texans beat the Denver Broncos 22-17 in what was a huge wildcard matchup. Uh, it moved the Texans uh, into the eighth spot, still not in the playoffs, <laughs> but they now are a game up on the Broncos and hold a direct uh, head-to-head tiebreaker. Um it was a lower scoring game than I expected. Um, a couple different storylines from it. One, the sad part we'll just get out of the way is Tank Dell out for the season, blocking on a, an inside run um, at the goal line. Uh, didn't really understand that one, but it's really sad. I had him on my fantasy team and. Just in general, he's one of the more electric players in the NFL, and him and C.J. Stroud's connection was huge. So that was sad. Um, But with that, Nico Collins emerged as a huge piece, um, and I think he's going to be popping off here to close the year. Um, He's been great all year, but now that he's receiving 12 targets, um, he went for 191 yards. So... That's pretty good. That's pretty good, I would say. Um, And let's see. Russ threw three interceptions, um, including one in the end zone to end the game. It was was a really exciting game. The Broncos had a chance at the end, drove all the way down, got inside the 10, I believe. Yeah, they got inside the 10. They basically had three plays to try and score with no timeouts. Um, threw one incomplete, and then the next one, um, Russ did a great job evading pressure. It, I assumed he would have gotten sacked on that play, and he split the defenders and threw kind of an off-balance throw and just kind of forced it in there when he did have time to set his feet and maybe not throw it to that, that guy. But uh, threw his third pick of the game, game over. D'Amico Ryans goes absolutely insane in the tech – Texans are rolling. So it was a fun game to watch. It was back and forth and w- between two teams that I wouldn't be surprised if they're both in the playoffs, um, but currently neither of them are. So 
I, I kind of would expect the Texans at this point to make it by with how the Browns and Steelers are playing, both on their backup quarterbacks now as well, um, at least to jump one of those and, you know, maybe my, catch the my – computer model, My computer model has the Texans at an 80% chance to make the playoffs. Wow. Wow. That's confident. For a team that's not even in the playoffs right now, that's a confident computer model. Mm-hmm. It is. And I would rather, like, unbiased, obviously you guys know I've been hyping them up. Unbiased, I'd, I'd rather see them in the playoffs over a Browns or Steelers team. Just for pure excitement level and they're fun to watch. Would you rather watch Texans-Ravens or Browns-Ravens? It depends on how well Joe Flacco's playing. <laughs> Wait, I actually didn't think about the Joe Flacco return game in the playoffs. So that would low-key be kind of lit. Uh, yeah. but Miles Garrett is the new Ray Lewis. They're running it back. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anything? Any strong takeaways from this game on either side? I think like it would have been this game would have been so big for the Broncos' playoff chances because they would have held tiebreakers over the three teams that they're like jockeying with. You know, between the. What is it between the Bills? They've won, and then over the who else are we? Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah, and <laughs> and the Bills as well. Like, um, I I don't know. I think that's it would have been huge if they beat the Texans, but without that, now that playoff picture gets a whole lot dicier. So I don't know. It's you kind of saw some russ of old as in last year and earlier this season reappear like was this this kind of a hot streak i don't think it was i don't know i think the texans defense played well but it'd be interesting to see like if they can finish strong here if it was just a mid-season surge and they're not and if they'll make it or not it'll be interesting so that's all i have to say next week will be very telling with them because they got hot and they almost stayed hot we'll see if uh that was a True surge or not? Hmm. Anything else you guys want to talk about the next game? Just keep going. Jack, what do you want to talk about? Hmm. I want to talk about the Colts versus the Titans. Yo. Electric. I feel like you set me up for that. Yeah, had to. Um, basically, I think my takeaway from this game is that Shane Steichen should be the coach of the year. And my reasoning is as follows. Gardner Minshew is not, not that good at being a quarterback. And Jonathan Taylor has played three games this year or so. And the Colts are seven and five in, in the playoffs if the season ended today. If you told me both those facts or anybody those facts before the season started, everyone would say that the Colts were probably three and nine. Like we would be thinking about drafting Marvin Harrison, and now the Colts are I I'm not like the Colts, according to this New York Times playoff predictor, have a fifty or a sixty percent chance to make the playoffs. Dang. Which one time two years ago it said 99% and then they didn't make it because they lost to the Jaguars (laughs) on the last week of the season. Um, But so 
I, I, they're not like, there's no chance if the, the Colts will win the Super Bowl. So I'm not delusioned to that fact. So I don't really care if they make the playoffs or not. Like, it'd be fun. But like, if we played the Chiefs or the Ravens, which we beat the Ravens, but if we played any of those division winners, we would just get boat raced. Like, Gardner Minshew is not good. It's so, and like, the Colts beat the Titans, the Titans stink. And the Colts only beat them because they blocked two punts in a row. And then they blocked a punt, and then Gardner Minshew threw a 99-yard pick, too. I mean, think about these. Like, and, and maybe if Jonathan Taylor comes back, I'll, I'll delusion myself into, like, we could just run the ball. And just if we just run the ball every play, make there be, like, four possessions in the whole game. We could win. And so maybe I would convince myself we could be like the Chiefs. The Colts have been playing such bad teams, and but they're winning. So, like, that's they're not bad because they're beating the bad teams, but they've only played, like, one or two good teams this year. So I'm not trying to delusion myself into how the Colts are, but they're in the playoffs. And I know if it's January and the Colts are in the playoffs, I'm going to convince myself that they're going to win or, like, have a fighting chance, but – I don't know. It's it's a good place to be because in my head I'm like, even though Anthony Richardson's not playing, he's gonna be he's gonna be better next year because he spent a year with the offense learning, regardless of if he can play in a second off season, which makes me more excited for next year because it's like they have pretty good pieces. It's just if we can get a really good quarterback to fit into Shane Steichen's offense then I'm excited. So I'm excited for next year. I'm I'm having fun watching this Colts team. Like, they're fun to watch. Michael Pittman's been an absolute dog. He's been, like, one of the best players, wide receivers, the last, like, month and a half, which mm-hmm. has been fun to watch, which is crazy that he's not signed to a contract extension yet. And then we just do random stuff, like cut one of the favorite players on the team and Shaquille Darius Leonard, and now he's on the Eagles, so... Good for him. He's has a better chance of winning the Super Bowl, but it's just like the Colts just do this random stuff. Jim Mersey starts tweeting, and <laughs> it's just it's always entertaining to be a Colts fan. I guess it's just I'm optimistic about the future, though, based off of everything that I have seen. Because if this team is winning with Gardner, Gardner's fun. Gardner's probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Maybe there's like. No, he might. He truly might be. And then maybe Drake Browning, apparently. But besides that, like, bring Anthony Richardson back. It's just so sad to watch because every game I'm just like, well, if Anthony Richardson was playing, we'd be, we'd be so much better. And, I mean, the Colts barely beat the Titans, and the Titans lost Derrick Henry. Tajay Spears was injured, and Will Levis was their quarterback for the entire game. And Ryan Tannehill was their – they didn't even have a punter by the end of the game, and we still <laughs> only beat them in overtime. So, <laughs> uh, Shout out Glenbard's finest, Alec Pierce. True. Absolutely won the game. Yeah. Can you say he didn't win them the game? Uh, no, I can't. He caught the bomb and the touchdown. Yeah. Well, he caught an earlier touchdown and then the bomb. But the to be fair, Gardner did throw them to him. So maybe Gardner's the one to thank for the victory. Also, I said this after the game. 
I don't think anybody loves winning as much as Gardner Minshew. Just right, like you're... W- watching him in like the post game celebration, and then like right after he threw that touchdown to Michael Pittman, he was going absolutely. He was. I thought he was about to start hitting his hand with a hammer again to save a year of eligibility. <laughs> The Minshew mania is real, and it's fun. And I, but I didn't realize that it can like ebb and flow as much as not even game to game, but like drive to drive. Like he can mm. be the worst. Like if he gets a second of pressure, he just runs backwards and throws it away. Probably throws an interception. But and then the next drive, he'll drop a absolute fifty yard dot in Alec Pierce's. Like left arm where it had to be thrown to win the game in overtime. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> At the very least, it's fun. It's fun. It is That's fun. That's all you can ask for. Oh, it's a good time. All I right. Go go Colts. I mentioned this earlier. Well, I didn't mention it. I said I want to save it for the podcast. At the beginning or before the season, I said if I won our little fantasy league, I wanted a Will Levis Oilers jersey. I don't think I want that anymore. Whoa, (laughs) dude. Are you serious? At this point, one, it's Will Levis. Even though his breakout game was when they were wearing the Oilers jerseys, which is pretty Mm -hmm. funny, the Titans are the only team in that division that I don't like. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why I would get a Will Levis and he wasn't even the starting quarterback do you even like Will Levis? no I was, I was scared for the Colts that they were going to draft him and and then he fell in the second round and I laughed yeah also the nerve of Will Levis to yell at DeAndre Hopkins on the sideline is kind of oh. crazy yeah i I'd be scared to yell at D-Hop. He said, I fear God. <laughs> What'd he say? I fear God. Surely you've seen that clip. When that he's at camp and he says that. Yeah, I was just trying to get you to say it again. I fear God, boy. I fear God. <laughs> oh, you sound just man. like him. I know. I know. Our first guest. <laughs> Hey, D-Hop, I fear God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, go Colts. They're in the playoffs right now. So, hmm. Any games uh, you guys want next, Sam? Yeah. I feel like – oh, sorry. Well, go ahead. An absolute barn burner. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch a second of it. Oh, Chargers, Pats. Oh, we got to skip that game. That game was terrible. It never came on red zone. (laughs) No one. Cameron Dicker had two field goals in the second quarter, the most boring (laughs) quarter to have a field goal. And that was the only point scored. I forgot these teams existed until I saw that Ramondre Stevenson was out for like three weeks. It's the really? only thing that happened in that. I mean, that is there anything else to say? The 
the Chargers covered a five and a half point spread. <laughs> it scored six <laughs> points. <laughs> That's all we need to say. I I think it might have opened at six and a half and was bet to five and a half or vice versa. I don't remember exactly, but so funny. It was close, and they covered. So, oh, it's insane. Um, yeah. My only note about this game is Ramondre is out for a few weeks. Got me one point seven points. Same team. I have Tank Dell. Still won because Jamar Chase outscored the Dolphins or the Jags defense by over twenty six. So that was. I did not expect to win that matchup. Let's just say that. And we got the Dubsky. Huge. Uh, is there anything else to note about this other than that the Patriots are the worst offense in the NFL? So bad. No. That's their third game in a row where they have held a team on 10 points or less and they lost. I'm pretty sure that's true. That's like toxic football. That's like... 1920s football. Let me confirm that so I'm not. They lost to the Giants 10 to 7, and then they lost yep. to the Colts 10 to 6. There we go. I wasn't wrong. Let's freaking go. That's insane. So Do you think Belichick is just doing this on purpose? <laughs> He's like, yeah, honestly, yeah. His defense is so good again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, he doesn't even care. Did you see his press conference? It was... No. You could watch it in 20 seconds. It was the funniest thing. Like, they, he tried to explain, and then all his answers were, like, Marshawn Lynch-esque. Like, I just tried to explain that. Sorry if it wasn't good enough. Like, he said that, like, five or six times and just looks defeated. But I'm like, the only re- way this is real is if this man is acting. It's, could be. It's, it's <laughs> Jack, where do you want to go next? I feel like the Lions and Saints is the best game that we haven't talked about. And the rest, I mean, some of the rest of them are very much skippable. So, All right, let's do it. All I'm saying the Lions and Saints is the Lions, I think, were on pace at one point to score – uh, let me do the math. 400 points, I think. <laughs> um, they had 21 points in like seven minutes. Um, sadly, they didn't keep that up the rest of the game, but uh, they really actually didn't even keep that up at all. They seriously digressed. They, I think, I forget what the final score was, but they had they only scored like 33 28. Yeah, they only scored another. I don't even know how you get to 33 from 21. Oh, 12. Four, four field goals, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. the Saints, we, we got another Jameis experience. At this point, just start Jameis. Like, I'm tired of watching Derek Carr go in a game and get hurt. Like, yeah. just start Jameis. It's so sad to watch the Saints. Um, they're, they're not – I don't – the Saints make no sense to me. They're, like, not that good. They're $70 million over the cap. <laughs> They're, they're, they have great weapons, kind of. Like you think they're good on paper, and sometimes they play well, sometimes they don't. Never figure them out. Alvin Kamara is, has, is a felon and, <laughs> and 
and they're not starting Jameis. Like at this point, Jameis was way more fun to watch. Like Jameis's first possession, he just threw the ball down the field, was to- was going to get intercepted by two Lions players. The first Lions player tipped it to Chris Olave. Like that's that's Jameis. No one else is making that throw, and no. that got him to the red zone. So I think uh, Saints, for the sake of everyone's football watching, please either start Jameis or just start Taysom Hill and run the ball every play. Sure. That's my recap. The Lions needed a much-needed win. Their start to the game made them look like, oh, the Lions are back. And then they let the Saints back in it, which not encouraging for their playoff future. But they did win, so they bounced back a little from Thanksgiving. So I don't know what you guys thought about this game, but I just am so frustrated watching the Saints. I, I need to quit. I need to quit watching them. I mean, no one made you do it. I'm, no, I had to for the pod. <laughs> uh, my only main takeaway, I heard this, so I don't remember where, maybe saw it, but that Sam Laporte is the best rookie tight end of all time. He had 140 yards. And I was thinking about it, and I don't really know if there's an argument against it. Statistically, what he's done this year and is – continuing to do this year we've never seen from a rookie tight end then it's true rookie tight ends don't produce yet this year we have multiple producing and one that's historically producing just i just wanted to bring that up that iowa tight ends are just goaded yeah it's crazy it's It's actually crazy so shout out sam laporta dog i think you put sam laporta over mike ditka uh, in the rookie ranks, sure. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to check. Oh, uh, all time, no. not Probably not. I don't remember um, Sam Laporta coaching a Super Bowl win. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. At, at the, the Big Ten Championship this weekend, where Michigan played Iowa, uh, every time Iowa's tight end caught the ball, like – Ethan and I would just look at each other and we'd be like, remember that name. <laughs> and Dick Buckus' son was there, so it all comes full circle. Whoa. Whoa. He was accepting an award on behalf of Dick. Buckus. Whoa. Excuse me, what? Uh, Jared Goff didn't turn the ball over. Huge. Mm-hmm. After seven turnovers in the last two weeks, so that's big time for him. And Lions uh, will win the division. I don't think that's really even... I guess it's technically possible for the Packers to catch them or the Vikings, but um, at this point... And then the Saints are now a game back of the Falcons, and they don't have the tiebreaker. So it's going to be a tough road for them. And they're also currently in the playoff, uh, the wildcard race behind the Rams, Seahawks, and Bucks. And they're not. None of those teams are even in the playoffs currently, so that's not a good look for them. They're going to have to work their way out on Jameis's shoulders. And then the rest of the games. Uh, any other relevant ones? Really, the Cardinals beat the Steelers. Uh, we don't really need to talk much about it because the implications aren't big for the Cardinals. But that was just a weird game. It got delayed twice. 
one of them for over an hour. And I was really confused watching Red Zone because there's this game, which I had remembered started at one o'clock and it was going with all the four o'clock games. And I was so confused. But um, Kyler didn't play great, but the weather was bad. James Conner played well. Kenny Pickett's out for a few weeks. And Mitch Trubisky is going to carry this team to the playoffs. So um, Steelers, they did move down. Wait, no, they didn't. They still have the fifth seed, but now they are, have the same record as the Colts, Browns, and Texans. So that was not That's a good – what did you say? literally fraud. The Steelers are not that good at football, and I will say <laughs> Do you think they make the playoffs? My model says 90% of the time they should not make the playoffs. Okay. But they will. Let me what see what my, my, my model says. <laughs> it looks like they have a 52% chance to make the playoffs. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Different. 52% chance to win the division. What? Ew. That's what Jack, it says. Jack, you got to check your models, dude. They're too bad right. for the Ravens. Let me, let me crunch some numbers. May, may need to do some oh. revisions. Yep. Nope. The revisions are that I don't know how to read. The Steelers uh, have a 52% chance to make the playoffs. 7% yeah. chance to win the division. Got it. Okay. So you I fixed it. it. Yeah, it was, a, it was an internal error. It was a, a human error. Hmm. Glad we got that figured out. That's good. That was so the uh, only game. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt with this breaking news, but I just Googled, are the Pittsburgh Steelers good at football? And the first thing that came up was a Washington Post article that says the Pittsburgh Steelers are lucky to be this good. I'll put that in the show notes for all that want to read. Okay. Interesting. I don't know how to read into that, honestly. Because it's saying they're good, but they shouldn't be. They're lucky. But they've been outgained and outplayed in every single game that they've been in. No, except for one, but like. <laughs> Dude, they put up 400 yards once. They should have one win. Okay. Wow. The Steelers should be. Okay. All right. Um. Any of the other games? Re... Oh, yeah. The Browns Rams game is relevant. It's not a game that's exciting for us, but it's definitely relevant because both are potential playoff teams. And the Rams look great against a good Browns defense. They won 36-19. Puka's a dog. And Matt Stafford is looking healthy again. Uh, Let's see, where does this put them in the playoff race? The Rams currently are the eighth team so the first one out of the playoffs but they're ahead of the Seahawks now and the Browns now hold the last wild card spot with the same record as the Texans it's going to be tough do you guys any thoughts on Joe Flacco's performance specifically um he's probably better than DTR at least no notes on Joe Flacco's had so incredibly average for a backup. If it was 2013, I'd be pumped, but 
Okay. All right. Official stance. We want to see more. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then that's the last relevant game, if you ask me. The Bucks yeah. beat the Panthers. Mike Evans officially passed 1,000 yards for the 10th time in his career, and he has played in the NFL for 10 seasons. Congratulations to him. That's insane. He's never not had 1,000 yards, and he's been around for a decade. Hall of Famer? Super Bowl winner. I would say Hall of Famer. I'd give it to him. He's sure. Why not? He, I'll vote for him. He has Jack's vote. Keegan is just going to give it to him. Well, I mean, he's a longtime listener of the show, so I wouldn't want to disrespect. Mm. So, yep. I throw. Him I forgot. And I disrespected him this off season. So, how dare I? But I, it paid off because he's on my fantasy team. So, like, what what are we doing here? Um, the Falcons beat the Jets. Tim Boyle's final game ever in the NFL. Uh, that's not confirmed, but he was cut by the Jets soon after. So he's probably dead. That that's all that the Falcons hold the lead. Any opinions on the whole Zach Wilson stuff that's been coming out? Like it's been crazy. There's the reports that the Jets now want him to start again. That he's saying no because he doesn't want to get hurt. But there's mixed reviews on what's happening. So any uh, any official thoughts on this? Uh, crazy storyline going on right now uh, who else do they have Aaron Rodgers who's supposed to be back in a couple weeks according to him like a long time ago Trevor Simeon oh can't go wrong with Trevor I don't know Simeon. maybe they should maybe they should go get Tyler Boyd after his beautiful throw <laughs> last night might be a good option uh, yeah Bengals wide receivers were one for two for negative seven yards and an interception last night passing the ball. <laughs> That's a horrible That sounds like a familiar yards. stat line to Zach Wilson. Ooh, the best part about this game was that the score was funny because this Jets got a safety, and so it was like 12 to 5 at one point. So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was that probably would have been uh, what's it called? Scorigami. Scorigami. It was thirteen to eight. Just for everyone out there that was wondering. <laughs> All righty, and the other game was the Dolphins boat racing the commies. Twelve to five would have been a scorigami. Right. Before the NFL I have season. one s- stat of the of this game for the Commanders and Dolphins. Actually, I have two stats. One is that Tyreek Hill needs five hundred and like ten more yards to get to two thousand in five games. Easy. Uh, the other is that the Commanders they're. Highest percent chance to win the game in the second half was 0.6%. Oh, my gosh. Which was the lowest on the week by far and is the second lowest in the NFL this year. That's how bad it was. Wow. I do know the first, but I'm not going to say it. I know it was the first game of the year. No. 
It was Taylor Swift's debut. Oh, the other yeah. blowout loss we have? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, beat up. All these stats are somehow reverse insult stats on the Bears. I don't really – I didn't yeah. do that on purpose. What's That's new? just a stat. What's I new? I love that model. All right. Cool. You have another good quarterback, dude. Let's just beat up on the Bears. <laughs> Great. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's kind of Sam's holding a knife now. So I, <laughs> that's kind of crazy, Keegan. It's crazy he went from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. And he still is, just hates the Bears. I don't. I don't know why. Literally never lost to them. But he is. You're his dad. We are his dad. Yep. Just quoting Jordan Love. We always have that. Yeah, there's that family. Also, I, you win. I also can't. I'm see depressed Sam. now, so. Right now, so I'm kind of scared. We can't see your video, or I can't. I can't. Your video's low-key sus. <laughs> A little sussy. Uh, right, let's, let's power rank some teams here, and then we'll we'll hit them with the old piece off the sign off. Do you want a power rank or pick our wild card teams? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Let's power rank our wild card teams. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. In the AFC, give me your top three power ranked potential. So we have your choices are currently these are the rankings or like how they are in the playoffs. The Steelers, Colts, Browns, Texans, Broncos, Bills, Bengals. Who are your three in the playoffs? Uh, I probably have Florida State. Um, they're undefeated, so they deserve to get in. It's an obvious one. Then the Colts, Texans, Bills. Spicy. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing by my no NFC North team besides the Ravens is going to make the playoffs. When did the Ravens go to the NFC North? Like, uh, they just, uh, Roger Goodell just texted me. He said that. Oh, and then the Vikings and Packers are both going to fall out of the yeah, wild card. Yeah, yeah. Okay. AFC, gotcha. sorry, sorry. Can't read or talk. Mm. Got him. I like Colts, Texans, Broncos. Congus? I would go with. I do Colton Texans. Oh my gosh, this is tough. I think just to ride Broncos Bengals. All four are gonna make it. Dang, yep. dang, that's so crazy. We have Colts, Broncos, Bills, and Bengals, which would mean one of the division leaders currently is falling out. Is it the Jags? I didn't say it. The Jags are missing the playoffs. Keegan said it first. Wow. Might not be spicy. That's definitely spicy. Sam has a knife, and I'm scared. Um, I uh, Texans will be the five seed, and then I'll go. mm, I'm gonna go Bills. No Colts. Bills. Colts. Colts. Bills. Colts. Bills. I don't know who would hold a tiebreaker between the two, but they're going to have the same record. 
Okay, and then the NFC, we've got uh, Cowboys, Vikings, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Bucks, Saints. Or Eagles, if you think the Cowboys are winning their division. No. According to my model, they're not. Okay. What about teams in the hunt? Um, Well, it depends on the graphic you look at, but I have and have not seen the Bears on them. I mean, the Bears can make the playoffs still. When we were watching the Sunday night football game, they did not; they were not on that in the hunt graphic. But I did see one surface on Twitter with them in it, so I was just going with Sunday night football. That's the cool. only team eliminated from the playoffs right now is the Panthers. Love that. The Cardinals aren't. No. no. What? They're I mean, only they three games back from. They won. Yeah, they won. They're three and ten. The Patriots are still in it too. Holy crap! Yeah, the Cardinals are three and ten, and and Atlanta is six and six, and Atlanta is the four seed. To be fair, that's a divisional ranking, but the um, my ranking is Cowboys, Packers, Rams. Mine's Cowboys, Packers, Seahawks. I, I would echo that, Zach. I think that's my lineup. Oh yeah. I feel like the Rams and the Seahawks are weirdly the same team in my mind right now. I'll go Cowboys, (laughs) Packers. Uh, Sam's dead inside. (laughs) And I'll go Seahawks. So now I'm the Rams truther. Yeah, and we all think the Vikings are dead. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. <laughs> I just can't. I looked right over their logo and my graphics. <laughs> I just can't get over how bad Josh Dobbs was against the Bears. And as soon as that game, I, like watching that game in my head, the Vikings were just dismissed from any possible conversation. Even though they have just as good of a chance as the Packers at this current moment, they have a tiebreaker over them. So I don't. Do they play twice still? Have they played? Yeah, they play again in three weeks. Okay. That's going to be spicy. Dobby the Elf versus Lover the Elf. Scobby the Elf. Scobs. All right, well, um, this has lingered on, and I'm now depressed. So... Thank you all for listening. Good night. Peace. Skull.